Hi, this is Cameron. And this is Jorge Luis. Today, we're going to finish our conversation with Wendy Barrett, and we look forward to seeing what she has to say today. Thank you for being with us, and let's start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Hi, this is Cameron Graham Vivanco. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. As you know, Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. Today we have Wendy Barrett Buchanan with us mm-hmm. again for the second part of her uh, conversation about what Equals H has done for the community of Buen Pastor yep. in the southern part of Quito. In the previous episode, we just heard some incredible stories and the perspective of Wendy of how the program started and how everything is going. And we're just so excited to have you here, Wendy, once again. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me again. And I think my last question um, in the last episode was... Um, how can you explain us and just give us a glimpse of how everything is going with the families of Equals Age in Buen Pastor right now during the pandemic and through all what you've been doing? Um, yeah, that was my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been hard for them during the p- pandemic. I mean, some of them have had a, a really hard, hard time because they have lost their jobs. Parents have lost their jobs and you know, they don't have how to provide for their kids and not only uh, f- physically with food and everything they need, but uh, academically with school. Because right now, since everything is online, uh, they need also to hire an Internet service so they can connect to school every day. So that's that's been hard for them because they don't have the, the means, the money to to, to help them with that. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard. We, we have had some, um, some of the students who are either not uh, connecting or not presenting, present or handing in their homeworks. Uh, so it's hard because they don't... They're not handing them in because they haven't done them or they're not handing them in because there's no way to get them to the teacher? Sometimes it's because they don't have the means to, to hire the internet service. Uh, or sometimes it's just because they don't they're not into the online classes. They mm-hmm. they don't like it. They don't. They're not enjoying it. What is an on class online class like for your students um, in La Cuartoriana? Uh, some some of them only get like forty minutes a day. So they're not. Their whole be, school day is forty forty minutes a day. That's all they get, and they're not being taught what they need. Um, they actually, I don't think they're ready. They're going to be ready for next year, next year school year, because they're not they're not being taught well, and that's one of our worries. Um, um, like I said in the in the previous uh, program, uh, we have, have been able through the program through E equals H to provide them with the computers, but sometimes uh, not having their parents at home with them all the time. Uh, they're not supervised, so they're not. They either not getting into their their class, or they're either not doing their homework. And, and that, how old are these students? We have of different ages, like uh, like six, seven to fourteen. And so they're six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds being left at home all day. Some of them are being left 
home by themselves. All day, every day, probably with younger, maybe older siblings. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we know that that's just the reality of mm-hmm. life here. And mm-hmm. if the parents have to go work, they're they're going to do that. We certainly have heard and have talked about some of the cases where, where kids are locked inside apartments or inside of yeah. rooms. The entire day. For the entire day, because that's the, the safest thing, mm-hmm. you know, as parents are trying to figure out how to work and and how to <laughs> take care of their kid and they don't yeah. have anyone to leave them with. Yes, and there's not enough communication between the parents and the teachers mm-hmm. as well. Or, or the teachers wait till the... Till the till the end to let the parents know. Oh, I need you to come because we need to talk about your kid. Is flunking. He's not. He's not doing anything in school, and and he's not handling in homeworks. Or they weren't. They wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they don't even let them know. Oh yeah. Until mm-hmm. the end of school year, and there's there's nothing else we can do. Like if we, uh, if the parents talk to us on time, we can get help for that kid. So uh, that's a perfect segue into the question. Wendy, can you tell, we should have done this in the beginning. (laughs) Wendy, can you tell us what your role is with Equals Age? And I think you guys, um, just in Rainbow Story, I think you call the program just hope, which is why you're saying uh, Equals Hope, because I know when Equals Hope. Yeah, that's why y'all call it it. Equals Hope. What's your role in the program? I'm the coordinator, the academic coordinator of the program. I'm in charge of the, I I get to see the reports and, and I, I, I'm in charge of trying to find help for them. Like if ne- they need a tutor or something, mm-hmm. I will get the help. If they if they come and talk to me, oh, my kid needs help on this, I will immediately try to find somebody to help them and right. take the time to sit down with them and explain to them because they're definitely not getting enough uh, feedback, uh, enough, enough information in school. And sometimes they just don't know what to do, how to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm in charge mm-hmm. of that, getting the help. Again, I love I love that Equals H, that the way the program is set up, that you guys, if Josue needs tutoring, you can find him tutoring. And it doesn't have to be a blanket program. It's, it is designed to intentionally mm-hmm. uh, focus on what any specific student or child might need. It's just so cool. Yes, and uh, right, like right now we, we, are, we, are, you, we feel like... Um, we cannot help them that much because we don't have they don't we don't get the reports on time. Like mm-hmm. right now, everything is through a platform, and we don't we don't need we don't get the information on time until it's too late sometimes, and so it's hard for us to help them. But if if they let us know they need the help, we we will immediately f- try to find somebody. And in times like this, it is I, I have to pull up my old youth ministry mantra that something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And even though these students are in hard and difficult, dire situations right now, and maybe they're not getting their work in, and maybe they're only getting 40 minutes of class mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. And I w- really desire much more for them, but at least they're getting 40 minutes as opposed to mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your role as academic coordinator. That's that's fantastic to know that the grades are coming in to the church and and someone's paying attention being, hey, why is this grade so low? Or what does this mean? Or this student used to have really great grades and now she doesn't. Let's let's take a moment to yeah. see what's going on with the family system. Uh, during the break, we were talking about um, some of those specific situations or uh, students. Um, could you share some of those stories with us? Yes. Um, for example, we have we have this this mother whose husband is uh, really sick with cancer, so mm-hmm. it's been it's been really tough for her and for her family for her kids. 
oh, during this uh, pandemic, not only because of the virus, the pandemic, but because of the, the sickness of her husband. So she's been... Uh, uh, She's been getting closer to God through this time, mm-hmm. and we've been able to be there for her and mm-hmm. cry with her, and mm-hmm. and we we really grateful for that to be able to you know have a close relationship with these families. Sometimes we know like all the cases, all those difficult cases, and and we 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 can't help that much, but being able to provide for them whatever they need or the little that we can help them with through the program. That's that's really good for us. Mm-hmm. You were telling me a, a story about um, uh, a mom with a son uh, that. Oh gosh, do you remember which story this was? It was. There's this mother who's. Uh, she used to live with her um, mother-in-law, and right, the, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, they they stay. I mean, their their house um, um, burned down. You know, they stay without a home, so. Um, and the husband ended up without a job during this time, so it was also very hard for her. She has expressed how how helpful the program has been mm, for her yeah. family. So that's uh, every time we hear this these stories of hope, uh, it, it help us know that something is being done for them. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago there were I think there were something like five or seven students, equals age students that were orphaned during the school year. Um, and that equals H was one of the the stop gaps that the church had in order to support those children who, through death and tragic events, um, students had lost both of their parents. And and it's just you guys work in a rough neighborhood. <laughs> it's yeah, a tough, a really tough rough situation. We have this older woman who is she. She's she's the one in charge of her kid. I mean the 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 kid the the boy is already in in um. In high school, but it's hard for her because she has to go and she uh, works selling clothes like in the street. She grabs her her cart and and pack all the clothes and see what she can sell for the day. And when the pandemic started, she didn't have she didn't have anything, yeah. nothing. So it was it was sad. I I I was walking down the street one day and I saw her standing in the in front of the supermarket. I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, no. And she she didn't know how to say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I realized she, she, I found out she she didn't have anything, she, so it was really sad. We we were since we were able to you know call her and to come to the church and we help her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that was really um, it was sad for us. We when the pandemic started, it was it was so sad to hear all the dif- different stories of people who have lost their jo- jobs and have nothing to eat. It's, it's so many of them, so many of them. I know you don't have a specific number for this, but how many people in the scholarship program do you think their parents have bank accounts that actually have an account at the bank? How many? What Very percentage? Few. What, 5%, 50%? Maybe 1%. <laughs> What do you what do you think in your in your context? I think five percent. Maybe five percent. Maybe five percent. Maybe. Would have a maybe bank. less. I, I mean, I, for most of our listeners, like our my mom opened a bank account for me. The bank account was baby to be named Graham. Oh wow! Like she went and opened a bank account for. I don't think you knew this anymore, but back in back in the day, uh, she they opened a bank account for me before I was born. Yeah. And that is just what well, is always a part of my education. And so it's very challenging to understand what it's like when 
when people say we have no money, like literally it, it's we just, yeah, it's there's like no money. there's actually zero. And if you can't leave your house, you can't make any money. So. Yes. But with this lady, I was telling you about her landlord. She, she wouldn't let them go out. She wouldn't let none of them who live in her apartments go out. Oh, wow. So she couldn't go out to work to sell her clothes. Oh, wow. Because I guess the landlord was afraid of because of the virus. Yeah. So she wouldn't, she would come and uh, she would have to tell her she was going to church in order and to go And she would let out. her go to church. Yes. Good. In order to be able to go out. She wouldn't let wow. her go out. And I know you, we did a lot of relief work with you guys um, during the height of the pandemic and the height of the lockdown here. And just knowing how uh, delivering 50-pound bags of rice and noodles and cases of oil and sugar and and you guys would create the packets uh, per family and then be able to do um, to do that pastoral care and touch with them in the middle of the family. I mean, yes. in the middle of the pandemic. I'm a little distracted. I don't know if you guys can hear in the background. We have an extra special guest today. <laughs> Her name's Frances Vivanco. She's sitting on my lay of my lap while we're in the middle of this interview. So if you hear that that sigh in the background or those noises like that, that's our little that's, Frances. That's our little Frances. Um, thanks for sharing all that, Wendy. That is super super important for us to hear it from coming from you. Um, I have another question. Through all these challenges, through all these situations, what are some things, main things that we can pray for you? Uh, ways that we can pray for you Th during this the pandemic we are all facing different things that we didn't even know how to handle and we're learning how to deal with them how to cope with them um, let us know how can we pray for you and the ministry and the families from equals H and Buen Pastor um, mainly pray for the kids for mm -hmm. the children I mean they have had it tough because not being able to, to go out they, they're going crazy I mean of course So, uh, yeah. so they have had it tough, and they uh, they have a lot of problems inside their homes, parent, uh, divorced parents, or during this time, I guess the, all the the issues, the problems within the family have flourished. So, uh, some of them, or most of them, are are really going through a tough time. Those those kids, and that sometimes that's why they don't feel like studying anymore, like uh, attending online school or anything like that, nor handing in homework or. Maybe because they don't, they don't, they feel like nobody cares for them anymore. Mm -hmm. I heard this kid who told me the other, this this past week, I, nobody cares for me. No, I'm nobody loves me. So that was sad. That was very hard, sad to to hear. So pray for those those children and their families, especially without a job, because it's it's frustrating for a parent not to uh, mm. not knowing how to how Can't he's going to pro provide for the for the family. So. Pray for the church because mm -hmm. we haven't been able to open the the, the doors like fully. So that that's been hard for us. Um, and all the members, the leaders of the church, uh, some of them have um, have had uh, have spent more time sharing with, sharing with these families than others. So mm -hmm. pray for their safety, for of their course. for their for their. Um, um, For, for them health. to be safe, for of them course. to be to be safe, because you know they're putting their life at risk, having to go knock the door, knock at yeah. everybody's do door, and you know here we have the bag of food for you. Mm -hmm. That's that's putting their life at risk. So yeah. pray for all of those leaders who are doing a really good job um, 
uh, doing God's work. Great Pastor has an amazing ministry up mm-hmm. on the hillside that it's, I mean, at the side of the mountain, it's called La Montaña. And that in the even in the height of the pandemic, the food baskets that we were just talking about, that you that the church would continue to do that outreach. And it really was putting their lives at risk, going door to door for students and for outreach. I mean, mm. the, the church just does a great example of of their faith not being something they believe, but their faith being something that they do. It's an action. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I really appreciate about the church. Mm-hmm. The, the leadership, because it comes from the leadership, you guys mm-hmm. model that. And that everyone that I know is connected with that church does that. Yeah, and, and please continue praying because, as Wendy said, um, going out to work, even doing grocery shopping, delivering groceries for others, it's like a high-risk kind of activity right now. You know, we are we are in, in a high-risk. <laughs> and it's just, I think you'll agree with me on this, it's, it's a weird place to be because the U.S. is right <laughs> on the cusp of opening up again. Yes. And several states have, and all um, adult Americans are going to have the chance to be vaccinated by yep. May or June or something like that. And here in Ecuador, I, I, my friend was like, yeah, the, uh, I know someone who got one of the 9,000 doses <laughs> for the country. <laughs> I may know someone, you know. I like it's, know. It's, yeah. that, That's how hard it is. So please continue praying for us as we keep ministering, serving, and doing normal life down here is still um, that that dangerous. But thank you, Wendy, for all, all that. And, and thanks for not just for what you do for other people, but thank God for your life and your heart mm-hmm. of service Absolutely. with them. That's, yeah. as we said, it's impossible for us to do anything with the families if it was not for people like you mm-hmm. and your fellow leaders mm-hmm. and yeah. church. Thank you so you, much. The coordinator is named Siomara. And between you and Siomara and, and all the volunteers that you yeah. have under you, but the parish, the people perish without a vision and without leadership. And you guys are providing that leadership. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and be a part of this conversation. For those of you who are listening, if you would like to uh, donate towards Brain Pastor or any of our fantastic ministry sites, please go to www.educationequalshope.org. Find that Donate Now button. And thank you for being a part of what we're doing. And thank you for being a part of all the stories that Wendy has shared over the last few minutes. Thank you for listening to this Hopecast. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.